After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M., the amazing Avramo Avram Freed here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. That's Kaches Shali Achenu from the Hey Nechonim CD. Eighth day had Shiri Bim. You heard Baruch Levine, Kol Yisrael off the brand new Banimatem. Ohad with Mitzvah off of Segula. Michael Nadada, Hine Mato from Anahashem. Benny Friedman, Zeman Anili Mili from the uh, With All My Soul. Kolana Shama Shali and Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a third. It's a. That's funny. Who wrote here Thursday? That is funny. It's a Tuesday. That's wishful thinking, huh? It's a Tuesday on this January the 19th. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Tuesday on this January the 19th, day 9 in the month of Shvat, the year 5776, Tavshinai and Vav. Getting closer and closer to our Tu B'Shvat special this coming Monday here at JM in the AM. 18 degrees. Four is the wind chill. 56% 56% humidity, winds west at 14, gusts to 22, it is cold outside, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 29, then tonight, clear skies, low 24, tomorrow partly cloudy, a high temperature, 37 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 46 with showers. Challenging weather in the holy city. We're at 18 with a wind chill of 4 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Plenty coming up between now and 9 a.m. Keep it here at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial and around the world in the web. JMTheAM.org and of course the NSN app where we feature the brand new Shalshalas Jr. I'm not a hero. 
address the nation ranks Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone
down a long road I started back then with Adam in the garden of Eden We were slaves in Egypt with a heavy load Until God told Moses he was going to give us our freedom Coming home The chosen people are going to start coming home The chosen people are going to start coming home Back to Canaan Milk and honey in the promised land It's one big family reunion In the family of man
Yaakov Shweki with Halenu. Omek Hadavar before that with Makar Chaim. You heard Lipa Mizrach. Arye Kunstler's coming home with the Yes Legacy. An eighth day in Jerusalem Stone. Open the set with Shalshelis Jr. from volume number three with Chai. That's brand new at JM and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mad Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's all in the background. News from Israel is next. Shiva League Sports Update, 20 minutes away. If you're in the car and you want to warm up with a great Yeshiva League Sports Update, Elliot Weiselberg has that just 20 minutes from now here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM in the AM. צהל השעה שתיים, כנהות גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ניסיון חיסול פלילי בגבול תל אביב גבעתיים מדרום למתחם הבורסה. שניים מהאנשיו של העבריין אמיר מולנר נפצעו קשה, וחבר נוסף בארגון נפצע קל כשמטען חבלה התפוצץ ברכבם. כתבנו תאו וייס שמע בזירה את די ראייה לפיצוץ. חלונות רעדו, כל המבנה רעד. החבר'ה שלנו... הלכו לשם, עזרו לחלץ אותם. לקח זמן עד שכוחות הצלה הגיעו, ומד"א בעיקר, שהתעכבו. בינתיים ניסינו לחלץ את שניהם מהאוטו, הוצאנו אותם מהרכב, קטועי גפיים, וזהו, הלם, הלם. בדקות האחרונות דווח שהיעד לניסיון החיסול הוא העבריין בן כהן. סגן ניצב שלומי שגיא, סגן מפקד מרחב דן, סירב למסור פרטים על זהותם של הפצועים. כרגע אנחנו בתחילתה של חקירה, אני יכול כן להגיד שהמדובר הוא על רקע פנימי, משלל הרקע הפחאית, וכאמור אנחנו בתחילתה של חקירה. ראש הממשלה לשעבר אהוד אולמרט אומר שהוא חש נרדף על ידי רשויות החוק. מבית המשפט העליון כתבנו רום ליאור. לפני סיום הדיון בערעור בתיק טלנסקי פנה אולמרט לשופטים ואמר המחירים שאני משלם הם מחירים שאיני מרגיש שאני יכול לאמוד ולתאר. הרגשתי כמו שחקן טניס שמעיפים לעברו כדורים ללא הפסקה לא במשך יום או חודש אלא במשך עשר שנים. בחודשים הקרובים צפויים חמשת שופטי העליון שדנו בתיק לתת את פסק הדין בפרשה יחד עם פסק הדין בפרשות ראשון טורס ומרכז ההשקעות. ראש הממשלה נתניהו ושר הביטחון יעלון הגיעו היום לנחם את משפחתה של דפנה מאיר, זכרה לברכה, שנרצחה לפני יומיים בפיגוע בביתה בעתניאל. מי שרוצה לראות את האמת על שורשי הסכסוך, יבוא לעתניאל. ושיראו את הצעירים המוסתים האלה שבאים לרצוח נשים, ולשנאה הזאת יש כתובת. והסתה של הרשות הפלסטינית. יש גל טרור, זה ברור. אנחנו נדע לנצח אותו, זה מחייב אורך רוח, אבל בסופו של דבר, גם את גל הטרור הזה, אנחנו ננצח. בשוודיה נפתחה חקירה נגד שרת החוץ שתקפה לאחרונה את ישראל. כתבתנו נועם דהן. אתם... הרשויות בשוודיה יחקרו האם השרה מרגוט ולסטרום קיבלה שוחד בתמות דירה שהוענקה לה על ידי איגוד מקצועי. בתגובה לחקירה אמרה ולסטרום אין לי דבר להסתיר, אני שמחה על החקירה שתפתור את הנושא. 
המשטרה עצרה כנופיה החשודה שסחטה מאות קשישים ברחבי הארץ. כתבנו רמי שני. הכנופיה פעלה בשיטה של הפעלת לחץ על הקשיש הנסחט וגביית הכסף במהירות. הם עקבו אחר יוצאי מדינות חבר העמים, התקשרו אליהם והודיעו כי יש לשלם סכום כסף עבור טיפול רפואי לקורבן של תאונת דרכים שנפגע ברכב בו נהג קרוב משפחה מדרגה ראשונה שלהם. בתוך זמן קצר הגיע שליח אל הנסחט כדי לקבל את הכסף ונעלם איתו לכאורה בלי להשאיר עקבות. מזג האוויר היום ירד גשם לפרקים בצפון ובמרכז. המשרד להגנת הסביבה מסר שהחלה ירידה במגמת הזיהום ברחבי הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Thank <laughs> you. 
אני הולך אליי כל ימיי. אני הולך אליי מסונבר. האבנים מוצאות את כפותיי, אבל אני איני מרגיש דבר. אני חוזר מארץ לא זרועה, מושיט ידי לקטוף את שערך. הנני כאן, אך כמו יונה פצועה, אני נופל. תמיד מול שערך. הנני כאן, כמו ציפורים חגות, הנני כאן, מביט מן הגדות, הנני כאן, כמו אבן בגדר, כמו סלע, כמו באר. Sharabi, that's Hineni Khan. Rami Kleinstein, before that, from Israel, a uh, a selection that was recommended to me last week, and it's just amazing. It's called Matanot 
Ktanot. Rami Kleinstein. Sorry about that. Rami Kleinstein here at JM in the AM. Simcha Liner opened up the hour of Ala Cole off of SL2. 18 minutes after 7 o'clock on Select Mornings here at JM in the AM. I take the opportunity and I thank you for it to study the uh, book we uh, call Avas Chesed from the Chavetz Chaim. We do this in memory of my mother Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Even if the, even if the person even if a person trivialized only one of the Torah's mitzvahs because of a compulsive desire, still he is categorized as remaining within the Jewish people as long as he believes in the 13 principles of faith, which excludes someone who's a heretic. It is a mitzvah to take pity on this compulsive person and to extend kindliness to him in his time of distress. However, if one knows that he needs this loan in order to do something that's prohibited, then obviously it's forbidden to give him that loan. And one who extends this type of loan is called an active accomplice to the commission of a sin. Sefer Avas Chesed, literally the laws of Chesed, is recommended to us to study in memory of my mother on the air during this year. The Zecher Nishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi, and again, I thank you for your indulgence. 19 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Kosher halftime show happening on the 6th of February at the Teaneck Doghouse. Excitement is building. Obviously, it'll be released to the public and made into a complete. Uh, halftime package on the 7th of February, the day of the big game. So we're looking forward to that. I would suspect there's going to be quite a crowd at the Teaneck Doghouse, especially after we announce who's going to be headlining the the um, the the kosher halftime show. So that should be uh, very interesting. There's a there's a uh, we have to do this um, Excuse me. I have to do this with Facebook in front of me. I have to read to you the uh, most recent post. <laughs> Last night, somebody said to me that had a name for this sandwich. Anyway, l- let me, uh, or the burger, rather. There's a there's a side contest, a side component to the whole kosher halftime show at the Teaneck Doghouse. And it's naming a uh, a brand new dish that we had a hand in creating. So I'll tell you about that a little later on this morning here. At JM in the AM. Meanwhile, it's uh, time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. Yeshiva League Sports Update Tuesdays at 7.20 here at JM in the AM. Elliot Weiselberg has it for us. Yeshiva League Sports Update is on now. Oh, wait. Oh, boy. Hang on a second. <laughs> um, it will be on now in just a moment. Just give me a second. There we go. Shiva League Sports Update is ready now. Elliot Weiselberg is on. It's JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. As kids across most of the Yeshiva League are wrapping up midterms and preparing to go on winter break, action across all sports has lightened a bit. But don't mistake lack of quantity for lack of quality. Five hockey games and 11 basketball games took place and almost all had some sort of impact on the 2015-2016 playoff run, including four more divisions clinched. All that and more straight ahead on your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. JV Basketball saw both its East and West Division titles locked up this past week. In the East, DRS extended their record to 9-0, and defeating the only team that could derail its run to the top, Mag and David, by 10, 52-42. As a result, Mag and David, now with two losses, will have to settle for competing for the second seed when they face Hafter after the break. In the West, Frisch accomplished similar feats, taking out the only other undefeated team in the division, SAR, 54-50. 
Both DRS and Frisch still have work to be done, each with a game when the calendar turns to February. But for now, both teams can enjoy their vacations knowing that they are locked into the top spots in their respective divisions. In varsity basketball, it was the Heschel Heat earning the conference crown with a 61-40 victory over SAR. Sam Schwartzman led Heschel with 20 points, and Ben Brandeis dropped 14 in the win. Dovey Marcus led SAR in defeat with 19 points. Heschel is now at 12-0, also matching the current record of their East counterpart, the DRS Wildcats, flying high right now following their domination of the Saturn Memorial Tournament last week. To hear more about the boys and girls JV and varsity basketball league playoff scenarios, tune into next Sunday's episode of The Court Report. In hockey, in both of our leagues combined, only one team east of NYC played this week. Their opponent, as well as the other four games, were all members of the JV and Varsity West. The lone participant, the JV Hafter Hawks. The Hawks took on TABC in an interconference matchup with a shot at hosting a first-round playoff game hanging in the balance. Both teams came in fighting for similar playoff position, with the extreme likelihood that the loser may end up having to face one of the two unbeaten teams, DRS or Frisch, on the road in the first round. The teams traded off goals for the first two periods, with Ephraim Tiger and Yitzi Kopstick scoring for the Storm, and Jonathan Safaniev and Daniel Salzberger netting goals for the Hawks for the 2-2 score. In the third, though, a shot by Safaniev that found its way through several players in front of the net and deflected off the goalie's stick into the top corner of the net for the deciding score in a 3-2 Hafter victory. Hafter can now still fight to host a home game in the first round of the JV playoffs. To find out how, tune into tonight's Encore presentation of The Court Report. We will take you through the playoff outlook for both the JV and Varsity Hockey Leagues. Listen in to find out who is in, who is out, and who is still on the bubble. Tonight at 7 p.m. only on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. The sports update will be on vacation next week. We'll be back with you in two weeks to update you on the early games of the final week of the regular season and what to look forward to as the seasons near their conclusion. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
New from Salcellus Jr., volume number three here at JM in the AM. Uh, Elo Kai, thank you, Hashem is right. Coming up on 7.30. Uh, I wanted to remind everybody we had announced this yesterday as the um, as the uh, whole thing was kicking off. Now it's almost concluded. What am I referring to? I'm referring to the Shalom Task Force. Help Shalom Task Force combat domestic abuse and promote healthy marriages. Your donation is quadrupled today. And today only, it ends in a few hours. It ends at 12 noon Eastern time. They're trying to reach their goal of $100,000. Go to charity.com. That's charity with a D. Charity.com slash Shalom Task Force. And for information, you can dial 212-742-1478. That's 212-742-1478, extension 8. Help them achieve their goal. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Echonish Masar of Zebin, Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is... Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In contrast to the mitzvahs which are bein adam lamakoim between us and Hashem, where the major reward is reserved for olam haba, this schar, or the reward for the mitzvahs bein adam lachavero between us and our fellow man, are also given in this world, as it says in the Mishnah, that the main investment, the principle, will be saved for us for the next world. The Chassam Soifer adds a caveat in Parshas Vayetze. He says, When a person cannot stand the test, and he sins against his friend, one dispute, one argument, one fight, Doicha Meir Parnassos, can push away a hundred sources of livelihood. He explained, Many people come to me. They complain about their Parnassa, their livelihood. They say that no matter what they do and where they go, the lack of muscle, good luck, follows them. These people are bitter. They talk about all the different business ventures that just didn't work out, deals that fizzled out or didn't make money. Time after time they tried until their heart is broken from all the failures. They stand in front of me. They hold out their hands in despair and they ask for an etza, for advice. Then there are other people. They have success, hatzlocha, in every deal. They have the Midas touch. Every business yields profit. Why is one group never matzliach? 
they're never successful. And the second group seems to be Muftach Min HaShamayim. It's promised to them from heaven that they will always be successful. The Chassam Seifer says that the answer is that it is made, it testifies that a person was nichshol in mitzvahs bein Adam lechavero. They have stumbled, they have sinned in those mitzvahs between us and our fellow man. He stirred up a controversy. He caused others to argue. Machlokis achas, just one machlokis, doche mea parnosos, can push away a hundred sources of livelihood. The Chassam Soifer continues, even if those mea parnosos, those hundred sources, were kavua minashamayim, they were established from heaven, and he would have been successful and made a lot of money. One controversy, one machlokes, like with the wave of a hand, all the meopanosos are gone. May each of us in Klal Yisrael strive each day for a higher level of Avas Yisrael and Achtos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yehuda Green. That's Hodu Hashem. Always an honor to uh, invite into our studio Rabbi Kenny Brander, who is the Vice President of University and Community Life up at Yeshiva University. His students, Yeshiva University students, are again, during this uh, intercession period, involved in amazing projects that take them to different parts of the world and that really make a difference Rabbi Kenny Brender, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be here. What an honor to have you here. And as usual, we get an opportunity to speak about an incredible group of people. Those are your students, the students of Yeshiva University, who take their time off and use it very, very wisely. What did you say? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, in addition to the uh, students who decided not to take time off <laughs> and are uh, still sitting in the Beit Midrash, um, uh, on both the uh, Wilf and Baring campus. Uh, there's hundreds of students who have been involved in various activities. And uh, a group of students, we decided at Yeshiva University that we would send a group of students on a solidarity mission to look at what is going on with the current Matzav, the current uh, terror situation, and for them, uh, in a secure and appropriate fashion, to learn a little bit more about it, so number one is they show solidarity. Number two is as they learn about it, these wonderful students bring that energy back to the campus and back to communities around the uh, Jewish world. Yeah, and they're doing quite a good job at it, I'll tell you that much. Every time you send students anywhere on this globe, it feels like they come back with uh, a lot of inspiration and a lot of very important information. All right, Josh Weisberg is coordinating for us in Israel. He is the director of student life up at the Wilf campus. He is with the students in Israel. Josh, welcome to JM in the AM. Josh, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Welcome to JM in the AM. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We just mentioned that you're the director of student life and that you're with the students in Israel right now. Obviously, uh, uh, you're somebody who has chosen to lead this mission and to uh, help the students express that solidarity. How is it going so far? It's actually been amazing. Uh, we put together an amazing trip, and the students are having an amazing time. It's been a, a great experience where they're learning new things, having new experiences, as well as having a lot, a lot of fun. It must be interesting to watch all of this from your perspective through the eyes of college students, uh, you know, young people who walk into a situation like this and always give an interesting perspective to situations like this. Am I right? Yes, that is correct. You know, there's, uh, it's, it's amazing to see the, uh, you know, the thought-provoking discussion that, you know, all these different interactions that they're having produces. And it's, uh, it's not lost upon me, you know, the amazing things and the experiences and, and the learning experiences that the students have, you know, uh, you know, during this time in their lives and the growth that is happening. Yeah, they see things, uh, Rabbi Brandon, don't they see things a little differently than... <laughs> Some of us older folks do. <laughs> well, I think. Well, first of all, Nachum, uh, I would I wouldn't mind if our students grew up and had the same commitment to Jewish people that you have. <laughs> Thank so you very uh, much. that would be wonderful. But um, as Josh mentioned, uh, we're trying to make sure that they see the facts on the ground. Uh, Josh is probably right now calling from somewhere in the uh, Gush Etzion uh, region. Um, we we have the meeting with uh, victims of terror. Um, both uh, young people whose families have been uh, transformed in a tragic way because of it. We have the meeting with um, community leaders. Um, unfortunately, they will be making a shiva call in that Niel, 
uh, the loss of um, a heroic woman who, in the process of being murdered, uh, protected her children. Um, <clears throat> they will be uh, meeting with Rabbanit Henkin, learning from her uh, both Torah as well as um, the new challenges that she has in addition to the wonderful work she does for the community but in her own personal life. And I think it's important with people like Josh who are wonderful uh wonderful personalities who have a mental health background to help our students process these things, uh, for our students to recognize the fact that they can make a difference um, and they have a responsibility to make a difference. And that's what Yeshiva University is all about. It's about teaching our students that they can excel in, the, in society, they can excel as Torah observant Jews as part of that. And part of both of that pa- Part of that package is they have to understand the facts on the ground, and they have to make a difference. No question about it. Rabbi Kenny Brander is here. Josh Weisberg, Director of uh, Student Life on the Wolf Campus of Yeshiva University, is in Israel with the students. Josh, do we get a chance now to speak to the students? Is Ricky Engel with you over there? Yes, sir. I have two students with me, uh, Ricky Engel and uh, Shlomo Anapol. All right, we'll start with Ricky. Uh, let's speak with her. Ricky Engel is from Woodmere, New York. Uh, Ricky, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Nice Thank to sp- you for having me. Nice to speak with you. And uh, tell us how the trip has been going from your perspective so far. Um, it's been an incredible day and a half so far. Almost two days. We've seen a lot. We've heard from incredible people just to hear from a political standpoint, from a religious standpoint. And basically, we've seen so many different signs and giving us a heightened awareness of what this conflict really is about. What uh, what grade are you in at Yeshiva uh, University? Um, I'm an upper sophomore. Upper sophomore, wow. And um, and uh, if it, and I don't know if this is the right word because uh, some of the things that I Brenda described that you're doing are are difficult things. But uh, is there one highlight so far in this first 36 hours that you could share with us, either an anecdote or something that you're taking away from this whole experience? Sure. Um, yesterday we actually met with one family fund, and we were privileged to hear from a story from an Israeli man who used to be a police officer, and he was wounded in a suicide bombing. And now he has to live his life, and one family fund helped him reinvent himself, and they pick up his life essentially, and now he's enduring making and together with him. We made muggings of a necklaces for children at <laughs> of terror or victims of terror. And it was just, we were so privileged to hear from somebody who went from defending people, civilians from terror, and then was become a victim of terror. Well, call, and how we overcame that and changed his whole life. Well, call a vote to you. Ricky Engel, Woodmere, New York, uh, sophomore at Yeshiva University. Stern College and uh, and Yeshikach for spending your time in this way. It's a real inspiration, I must say. Thank you, Shlomo Anapol. Let's speak with Shlomo for a moment. Shlomo Anapol is from Edison, New Jersey. He represents the Garden State in this conversation, and he is there as well. Shlomo, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. What grade are you in? And what? Uh, at what point did you decide to go on this trip, and and why? Although it sounds like a crazy question, why would you decide to go on this trip? Um, well, I've always been very involved with Israel at YU and also um, 
and I'm actually the current uh, Israel Club president, which is a member of the board also. Um, and it was just a no-brainer to go and show support actively, not just by sitting at home and like sharing things on Facebook, but actually going, showing support and being physically in the land, seeing what's going on, and not just hearing it secondhand. Is there a, uh, and I don't want to ask you the same question because you might have the same answer, but uh, is there something, instead of a highlight, something you're looking forward to, or maybe something that already took place that you could relate to us uh, is very important to you and something you're, again, either looking forward to or something that left a major impression on you during the short time you've been there so far? Um, well, Ricky mentioned uh, one family that definitely had a huge impact on me. I think they're doing such amazing work. Um, but today we were, <clears throat> we've actually been in the douche most of the day, uh, walking around a little bit, seeing some, seeing, uh, we met with Noam, uh, I think is that same one, and he just, his project is basically showing the douche, showing the douche to the world through pictures and trying to show coexistence through a different means that's being portrayed currently, and how it's being portrayed currently in the media. And then, and then just being here because, like, we've heard of all the horrendous attacks that are happening in so much leadership around each area. And, like, just two days ago, a mother was horrendously murdered in, this, in her home. And it's just, it's, like, it's sad that we need to be here, but, like, it's, it's good that we are here. Yeah, no question about that. Well, I appreciate you both joining us. All right, Brenda, what do you think? Well, I mean... <laughs> Again, I think that they've only been there for 36 hours, right. and they already have had some moving experiences. But I think when this day is over, after spending some time with Shani uh, Simkovitz, who's the director of the Gushetion Foundation, sharing with her, um, letting her share with them what's going on uh, in the Gush area, again, making a shiva call uh, later this week um, in Utniel, um, having conversations both halachic conversations, for example, there'll be a Charit Tzedek Hospital where the, where the head of the ER mm. will explain to them what happens when, God forbid, there is a terrorist uh, act in Jerusalem. And then afterwards, followed by a shir uh, from one of the Yu Rashi Shiva about pri- what are the priorities when you have to deal with acts of terror, when you have both the terrorist and the innocent victims in front of you, what is the halachic priorities uh, therein? Uh, an issue that is um, unfortunately a regular occurrence in Israel and a regular occurrence in the wonderful, important hospitals in Israel. They should understand it by understanding the facts on the ground, but also understand the halachic components and the synergy uh, between um, the reality and how that reality is shaped uh, by uh, Jewish values. Uh, They'll be doing a barbecue uh, for lone soldiers in Ofrah, uh, again, these are not the standard areas that we let our students travel to, but uh, we're doing it with uh, appropriate safety and security. Uh, they'll be visiting uh, an Arab-Israeli day school um, that also has uh, victims of terror in it um, to hear um, how they deal with this issue. I wanted them to get, we wanted them to get a full view so that as they continue to be strong advocates like Shlomo and Ricky and all the others on the trip, who uh, uh, just recently had a uh, a rally, a solidarity rally in middle of Times Square, a solidarity kumzitz for 1,500 YU students. Um, they should understand the full complexities of these issues so they can continue to speak to their friends in various universities that sometimes have BDS challenges, a challenge that YU does not have, um, <laughs> and for them to be able to communicate 
to our campus also so that our students don't become uh, apathetic, but that they also understand their responsibilities to engage within the world. Uh, Josh Weisberg, you still there in Israel? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. The, um, the, the students... <sighs> the students are going to be visiting people and have already seen some people whose worlds turn upside down uh, in an instant, especially in the with the nature well with the nature of any of these terrorist attacks. But I don't know in this latest round it seems like even more so. Um, is, is this a message they bring back to their colleagues? How thank God for the most part we are so lucky that we aren't uh, facing these types of challenges and that you got to thank God every single minute, every single day for what you have. Obviously, I think that's obvious that that's something that they're going to bring back, you know, to you know, to their peers back, you know, back in school and back home. But you know, it's 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 not just that, but it's also being actually having these experiences and being able to relate, you know, to the peers back at home. You know, obviously showing that optimism that you know, thank God that you know that you know that you know life still goes on, and, and thank God people are still able to you know go on with their lives. But also just to be able to then you know relate, you know be able to relate in a, in a, in a clear and, and understandable way to their peers, like what's really going on here in Israel, and trying to help them, you know, formulate their own opinion and understand the narrative in their own words, be able to, you know, express what's going on. And, you know, the goal is to be able to then come up with concrete ways of being able to help, you know, you know a fan of B'nai Israel in Eretz Israel, to help our brothers and sisters in Israel, be able to help the situation here in any way that they can. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. They do come back with practical methods, well, don't they? Yes, I think another thing that's happening here, and there's an overlay, and again, our students have not yet felt that, is that that we want them to realize that Israel has some challenges, but uh, so do Jews all over the world. Right. But we also want them to understand that we have 5,000 alumni living in Israel. So part of this trip, for example, they'll be having dinner with Rabbi Josh Vass from Nefesh B'Nefesh. Sure. Um, they'll be in Yad Binyamin for Shabbos. Um, and they'll be interacting with so many of our alumni who are there who are playing roles, including one of the Rabbanim of the uh, community there who is an alumnus of Yeshiva University and so many others. So our goal here is obviously to show them the challenges, but also to show them the wonderment of Medina Israel and that they can make a future in Medina Israel and they can contribute in Medina Israel, as so many of our alumni are doing right now. Right. So that's a, also an overlay of this trip, which is, I think is an important so that they understand that there is both the light and the challenge happening concurrently. No question about it. Important messages to bring back. Uh, Josh Weisberg, I thank you, and thanks to Shlomo Anapol of Edison, New Jersey, and Ricky Engel of Woodmere, New York, who are uh, representative students of this incredible solidarity mission from the Yeshiva University student body. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nachum. And Kolak Kavod for what you're doing. Pretty amazing work, I must say. You mentioned to me that uh, that who's part of the group that goes to southern Israel on a... Uh, yes, um, some of the students who are, who, who, are there now. who are there now have also spent time with us uh, in the south of Israel and right. Counterpoint Israel. Uh, Counterpoint Israel is a program that YU started 10 years ago uh, to work with youth at risk. These are youth that the... Um, the Department of the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Welfare have determined have the least chance of graduating high school right. and therefore are being productive members of society. We particularly work with them to build their self-esteem, to build their English skills, and we work with them throughout the summer. And studies have shown, external studies by Hebrew University and others, that our students 
uh, do a wonderful job. Uh, one, they do a wonderful job uh, because they're Americans, and the teenagers are attracted to college students who are Americans. Right. Two, they do a wonderful job because they prepare and because they give of themselves um, to help others. And in the process, as I've always said to you, Nahum, that the most important journey they take is their own journey of self-discovery when they're involved in these experiences. No question about it. And some of these students really shine when they go through these experiences. Pretty amazing. Pretty incredible. Any uh, any other student trips happening right now during this intercession, or is this the one that you're focused well, this on? This is the one that we're focused on. We thought that normally we run trips all around the world. Right. We thought that this year, because it, it be hasn't been going on, it should be the focus, obviously, should be Achenu Beis Israel. Um, in addition, not run through Yeshiva University, but we take pride in the fact that there are several hundred students who, um, with the help of the... Various Zionist organizations have um, come, go, gone back to uh, Israel to learn in their yeshivot uh, and Three, seminaries to sit and learn and to show solidarity that way. And that is a critical form of solidarity. Um, and young men and young women who, again, took off their winter break instead of you know spending it in South Florida or some other place are spending it uh, sitting and learning. Uh, with their brothers and sisters in Israel. Amazing. You bring a smile to a lot of faces when you tell us what's going on. It's amazing what's going on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Students at uh, Yeshiva University using their free time, so to speak, uh, to really make a difference. In this case, an incredible solidarity trip to Israel. One that I hope many people duplicate. I hope. Yeah. We are planning on duplicating it. We are planning on heading there in the very near future with a major announcement. It is so important to remind everybody how critical it is to continue traveling to Israel. Aliyah is another topic, but right now, just to get everybody to make sure to keep their trips on the calendar and to arrange for trips to get onto their calendar. You know, when it comes so to vital. when it comes to uh, you know Disneyland, you, know, you visit Disneyland when everything is perfect, but Israel is not Disneyland; it's your motherland, right. and you don't visit your mother just when things are perfect. You visit right. your mother when she needs you, and Israel needs us. And we have a responsibility to, to go there. And I want to thank, uh, you know, there's a social entrepreneurial fund that um, was started by the Dublinsky family called Neil's Fund for a student of YU who then had a w- wonderful law career. Um, and they decided that they would honor their uh, son and their brother uh, by um, – dedicating funds that help students do social entrepreneurial things, good things for the Jews and good things for the larger community. And they help sponsor this trip because it's not cheap to send a group of students to Israel, especially making sure they have bulletproof buses and the safety and security. So I want to thank the Niels Fund, and I want to thank uh, Barrow and Doreen Eckstein for also sponsoring this trip, which allowed our students... Uh, to have this unbelievable experience, which won't be a one-time experience. I know these students who we accepted on this trip. There were many students who wanted to go. They will bring this back. They will affect their communities. They will empower Klau Yisrael. And in the process, uh, we'll all grow from it. Rabbi Kenny Brander, he is the uh, Vice President of University and Community Life at Yeshiva University. Call it a vote. Thanks for introducing these students to us and for arranging for this trip and for sharing all the information. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be here. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 
J.M. in the A.M. Libby Bamizrach. Uh, Yaakov Shweki here at J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine had Banim Atem and Koyu Israel. Ten minutes after 8 o'clock, J.M. in the A.M., good morning. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, the uh, Mothers of Multiples event is tonight. If you are a mother of multiples, you're invited to the big 18th birthday celebration of the uh, support group. Stacy and I will have the uh, honor of being there. David Greenfield, New York City Councilman, who is a multiple himself, is going to be uh, giving greetings as well. It's all tonight at 8 p.m. at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street, between 9th and 10th Avenues in Brooklyn, New York, sponsored by Nashe Cares and coordinated by Mati Atlas. Information, matti.atlas at yahoo.com, matti.atlas at yahoo.com. I um I mentioned earlier the kosher halftime show is coming up as many of you know on the sixth of uh, of sixth uh, of February <laughs> it's coming up on the sixth of February and one of the things that we have done with the Teaneck Doghouse in advance of the uh, and you'll see this in the Nachum Siegel Network Facebook update page we've created a sandwich a burger a toasted pretzel bun a beef patty a thin slice of grilled kishka no I'm not joking a thin slice of grilled kishka. Fried onions, lettuce, tomato, and Russian dressing. It'll be served at the Teaneck Doghouse Saturday night, the 6th of February, uh, in honor of the uh, Kosher Halftime Show. And we want it to be named. And if you look at the comments section, a lot of people already have some great recommendations, including our friend Chris Torres, who I see has, uh, has tossed in a suggestion. Not a bad one, by the way. So you can see some of the suggestions, and you can uh, and you can go ahead and uh, and and uh, put your own comment there with your own recommendation, and our judges will judge the best one, and the uh, winner, of course, will be um, getting a nice gift from the uh, Teaneck Doghouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. So help us name it, and um, and the picture is outrageous, by the way. <laughs> if you look at it, go to the Nahum Single Network Facebook update page. The picture is simply outrageous. Um, any information you need, it's there. Name it and uh, enjoy the sandwich on Saturday night, the 6th of February. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Ohad.
That is actually a track from the best of Pirche. Someone mentioned to me that CD the other day, and I, I said at some point I got to get on one of those selections. Unbelievable. Twenty minutes after the hour, Ohad before that with Bo Bo off of Echad Yachid. By the way, a big shout out to our friends at Gourmet Glot. I saw Yaeli on Thursday night at a um, at a beautiful event up at Marina. Uh, I saw Yaeli Steinberg, and he told me that Gourmet Glot Plaza officially opens 1 p.m. Tuesday. Now, I don't know if there's been any changes since I saw him on Thursday night, because you know how these things are. Sometimes things can change at the last minute. But I'm assuming, based on what he told me before Shabbos, I'm assuming that today at 1 p.m. down in Lakewood, New Jersey, Gourmet Glot Plaza is going to open. We say Mazal Tov to uh, everybody down there. Uh, it is, uh, from what I hear, quite 
an edifice. Can't wait to go see it. It is quite an establishment. And um, again, Mazal Tov to everybody at Gourmet Glot, the big expansion to Lakewood. It seems that it is completed and that it will be happening um, today at 1 p.m., the grand opening. So Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Happy birthday to Yael Eisenberg. Yael Eisenberg, happy birthday to you from all of us here at JM and the AM. I mentioned the Shalom Task Force. They have one of these uh, um, online uh, charity campaigns that's going on as we speak. And as soon as I pull up the information, I would like to remind everybody that they have an opportunity between now and 12 noon to support Shalom Task Force and help them combat domestic abuse and promote healthy marriages. Your donation is quadrupled today and today only. It ends in a few hours at 12 noon Eastern time. Help reach the goal of $100,000. Go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Shalom Task Force. That's charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y slash Shalom Task Force. Make a donation. And for information, it's 212-742-1478. I also wanted to mention... Um, Today is Parshas Haman. If you're not familiar with that, uh, our friends at 718 Insurance always make sure everybody's familiar with it. I want to thank the 718 Insurance people for sending out the video of Parshas Haman. Today, if you say Parshas Haman, Shnayim Mikr Vechad Targum, and if you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. Uh, it is a skula, we are told, for Parnassa, for uh, livelihood, for sustenance. So today is Parshas Monday. Keep that in mind. Monday is two Bishvat. Speaking of Monday, Monday is two Bishvat. Our two Bishvat special between six and nine. We'll make sure that Mayor Weingarten has all the bucks that we need to make it through a two Bishvat special. And I remind you, our friends at JNF, they are a uh, trip to Israel, flight and hotel. That's up for grabs for those who buy trees between now and two Bishvat. Go to JNF.org for information on that. JNF.org has all the information about buying trees possibly winning a trip to Israel. Want to wish a mazel tov to Emily Linder and Moshe Arf. Emily Linder and Moshe Arf, I heard it was the most amazing wedding last night. Emily Linder and Moshe Arf, big Lower East Side, Mizrahi, uh, Simcha, and um, to Barbara and Lou Arf and the entire Arf and Linder families, we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. We hear it was an incredible and a wonderful event, as you would suspect. Um... Please keep in mind Shia Ben Rezel Tzivya for Rafur Shlema. Shia Ben Rezel Tzivya, and we thank you for that. Please keep in mind Binyamin Chaim Ben Chaya. Binyamin Chaim Ben Chaya for Rafur Shlema, and we thank you for that. Binyamin Chaim Ben Chaya for Rafur Shlema, and again, we thank you for that. JM in the AM, more coming up at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Like you're sleeping, sleeping, no simo, lace, hoi, pino, there's a fountain. 
Uh, that's uh, God Elbaz here at JM in the AM. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I got a notice uh, that came into our uh, email about the Mount Sinai Kidney Center, part of Mount Sinai Hospital. Now, I have no idea if other hospitals offer this or not. 
but it was suggested to us that we make our audience aware of what the Mount Sinai Kidney Center is doing uh, because it could help a lot of Shomer Shabbos patients, frankly. Um, the communique that we got uh, was written as follows. The Mount Sinai Kidney Center wants to raise the public's awareness of ways patients can receive dialysis in the comfort of their own home without having to go to a hemodialysis center three times a week for treatment. Countless Shomer Shabbos patients on dialysis, many have expressed an interest in dialyzing at home, where some would enable the family to keep their loved one at home instead of placing them in a nursing home. Many outpatient centers cannot accommodate medically complex patients, such as those on a ventilator or bedbound, thus leaving the family with no choice but to place their family member in a nursing home. For such families, home dialysis could be a solution. So that was uh, that was what was communicated to us, and uh, we have invited on the air one of the medical directors, uh, Dr. Uri Barry, one of the medical directors of Mount Sinai Medical Center of this program, and a patient, Irvin Small, who is um, one of the beneficiaries of this uh, program, both with us live via telephone. Uh, Dr. Uri Barry, Mr. Small, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you here. Uh, Dr. Uri Barry, frankly, is, is this unique? Is Mount Sinai doing something that nobody else is doing at this point? No, uh, it is not unique. I mean, uh, it is something that is done in a, in the, a few other units, so it's not unique. We just wanted to make sure that, I mean, the, the community is aware that we offer this way of treatment here that really is, uh, is of significant benefit to people who want to do the dialysis at home. Well, there's no question. Instead of going to a center three times a week or even more often. Well, there's no question about it, and that's why when, when you guys were the first to alert us to this, that this service even exists, and put two and two together, that for our community this could be uh, you know a very important development. That's why we invited you uh, on the air. Mr. Small, how long have you been, uh, have you been doing this dialysis at home system? I have been dialyzing at home for about five months. I can only imagine the difference, and I mean, I've had relatives and people I know who've gone through this three times a week traveling in all types of weather and conditions to, to get to these centers. I can only imagine how, as difficult as the situation might be that you're in medically, how much easier it is. It is a great deal easier. Currently, I'm in the, uh, at home within the convenience of my home, right. and I'm able to dialyze at my own leisure. Unbelievable. I don't have to travel anymore, at least not three times a week, right. but generally just once a month to be seen by my dialysis team. And it's, and it's funny, like I, I was thinking as I'm introducing both of you, this is probably the shortest interview we have to have uh-huh. because the, the, the point is so simple that people in difficult medical circumstances who have to leave the home to take care of these things can now do it in their own home. How long does one treatment or one dialyzing take for you? In my case, three hours. Yeah. Dr. Uri Barry, that's typical, right? Two, three hours, am I correct? Yeah, about something like that, yeah. It varies a little bit with the size of the person, the needs, uh, and things like that. How 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 big can this program get? Is it still going to remain a a real minor part of the entire program system? Because I mean, you need equipment. You need uh, you know. I assume at some point you need personnel in someone's home to set things up and things like that. I mean, it, 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 I mean, the majority of all this is still going to take take place in centers. Am I right? Yeah, the majority. Uh, people have to have. I mean, the, number one, they have to want to take full responsibility of their care. I mean, we teach them and we make sure that they know how to do it, but still, they have to be very proactive and not everyone is necessarily like that. 
Uh, so, no, we are ready to accept any amount of patients, and that's why we want to make uh, the community aware that we are offering this kind of therapy here, which most people are not aware of. Understood. And we can take as many patients as they show. <laughs> uh I guess this question will show my naivete when it comes to medical situations, but Dr. Uri Barry, how, how long can people be on this system? I mean, do, do people ever leave dialyzing? Oh, yeah, you can live on dialysis. I mean, the dialysis at home actually uh, has been shown in the past to have a better outcome than uh, in-center dialysis. No, but what I'm, what I'm asking is, does it ever end? I mean, is, it, is there, is there a, you know, a course of treatment that, of dialyzing and then, and then it comes to a close? No, 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 no. When you are on this kind of therapy, it's a chronic therapy. It means that your kidneys have failed. Right. You have reached what is called end-stage renal disease. And either you get a new transplanted kidney or you have to go on for dialysis. So imagine, I mean, you don't have to imagine, yeah. you see people who three times a week have no choice. No matter where they yeah. are, no matter what's going on, they have to go ahead and do this. Yeah. Talk Unless you get a kidney transplant, right. they say, that will make you a new life, give talk, you a new life. Talk yeah. about difficult circumstances. Um, there are many Shomer Shabbos patients, according to the communique that we got, and I'm, I'm sure that the people out there know it, who are on dialysis. Uh, they should be aware of the fact that uh, that this is now uh, both at Mount Sinai and other places done um, at home uh, if you're on top of it and you're eligible for it. So people should check this out. It could certainly help families get through very, very difficult circumstances. Dr. Ribari, how do uh, people reach you and your staff at Mount Sinai about all this? Yeah, the best way will be to call, I mean, the, the, our coordinator, and that will be the number 212-241-4967. All right. 241-4967, and make an appointment, and we'll discuss the situation and evaluate the person and give as much information as they desire to make uh, a decision. Mr. Small, we wish you continued luck and uh, lots of good health. Your positive attitude that I mentioned to you off the air is uh, is quite something because obviously you're in a difficult circumstance at the moment. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Dr. Ori Barry, Mount Sinai Medical Center, uh, one of the directors of this dialysis program that we bring to your attention. And I thank Mr. Irvin Small, one of the patients. I am hoping that uh, one or more members of our community, because they're aware now of this system that exists in Mount Sinai and other places will go ahead and uh, be able to take advantage of it and to make their life a little easier. Difficult circumstance, a little easier. 22 minutes before 9 o'clock, 18 degrees, wind chill at 4, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 29. More coming up. This is JM in the A.
J.M. and the A.M., Canton and Tanel Hirschdick, 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. want to thank those who are, uh, comment- <laughs> who are commenting on the app. <laughs> One of our commenters just, uh, I don't know, does this qualify? If you comment on the app instead of on the Facebook update page about the brand new sandwich that we're introducing with the Kosher Halftime Show? Um, 
It's a good name. If you look at the app right now, you'll see it. It's the comment that came through at 815. It's a good name for the sandwich. Uh, someone acknowledges the uh, old stuff, the Pirche material we played earlier. Someone's in Miami Beach waking up to us at JM in the AM. Uh, someone reminds us about voting for the 9 at 9 tonight. You can vote until 7 o'clock. Go to the 9 at 9 link at the very top at NahumSiegel.com. 9 at 9 link at the very top at NahumSiegel.com. You can vote for the top 9 at 9 for tonight with Yossi Zweig. And a lot of comments about our conversation regarding kidney and kidney donation and dialysis. A lot of people out there in very difficult situations. JMNAM at a quarter before 9 o'clock. Mothers of multiples tonight. Stacy and Nahum Siegel will be there. Everything you wanted to know about raising multiples and singles. <laughs> David Greenfield, New York City Councilman, will give greetings. There will be a buffet dinner, a gift for all attendees, free parking. Happens at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street, between 9th and 10th Avenues in Brooklyn. Information, it's Matti Atlas, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com for any information. Looking forward to that tonight. Um, Tubishvat is Monday. Mayor Weingarten will be here with the Buxer on Monday to uh, present the Tubishvat special. I don't know if it'll be like it is now. You know, windchill of four, who knows. Whatever the weather is, uh, the Tubishvat special will go on this coming Monday morning between 6 and 9 a.m., and we're looking forward to it. Today is Parshas Haman Day. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, consult with your rabbi. A skula to uh, recite Parshas Haman, Shnayim Mikrovachad Targum, a skula for Parnassah, for sustenance and livelihood. And I want to thank uh, Naftali and everybody at 718 Insurance who always reminds everybody every single year about it. I mentioned Gourmet Glot Plaza that's opening today at 1 o'clock, according to what we heard from Yaeli Steinberg on Thursday night. Today's their big day down in Lakewood, New Jersey. I want to thank Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update earlier this morning. Court report this coming Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time on the stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. You know, earlier when Roy Brander was here, I mentioned that uh, JM and the AM is going to hop aboard the bandwagon. Actually, not even hop aboard. We're going to lead the bandwagon uh, when it comes to travel to Israel. Um, we have been watching over the last few months what's been happening in Israel, the random attacks that have taken some of our best and brightest and greatest. Seems that the enemy always knows who to target, uh, not to at all, you know, judge one life against the other, but it seems that every time there is a, a random attack on somebody. Maybe we're just blessed in our community. We have so many special and incredible people. It seems to be another special and incredible person. And um, I am sure, based on my investigation and my conjecturing, I am sure that tourism is hurting to Israel. And that is a terrible thing. And you know how we feel about that here. Uh, so what we have decided is there's going to be another Jewish unity initiative, or I should say another stage, the next stage in our Jewish unity initiative. And that, fittingly enough, is going to be in Israel where the week of the 8th of February, right after the Kosher Halftime Show, we're going to be broadcasting that week from the Holy Land, from places that have become known for infamous reasons, or I shouldn't say known for infamous reasons, that ha places that have lately been areas that have become known for other reasons than their usual splendor and beauty and excitement. Places like Dizengoff and Tel Aviv and Sharyafo in the Old City, in Yerushalayim, and um, and areas of the Gush, 
And we are going to be there. We're going to be presenting our JMNAM radio program and whatever other programs we can get onto the Nahum Siegel Network and stuff into that week. We're going to be doing it from Israel to encourage everybody, number one, to continue to keep in mind our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land who always need us, no matter where we are, to keep them in mind and show care and concern. And secondly, of course, to encourage everybody to do what we're going to be doing, travel to Israel and keep that corridor of tourism as active as possible between this area and the Holy Land. That is our goal. And we presented this idea and this goal to one person for support that we could go and uh, and and make this mission a real mission and make this mission as, as, uh, as potent and as incredible as possible. And I want to thank Mr. Abe Banda, who many of you know from Pomegranate, a landmark location and landmark establishment in Brooklyn, New York, but something that really is beyond just Brooklyn. It's something that is so well-known in the international Jewish community. And when Mr. A. Banda, who ironically I think is heading to Israel later today, I think that's true, I think later today he's heading to Israel, um, when, when he heard of this idea and we presented it to him, he said 100%. He is aboard. Uh, the folks at Pomegranate are aboard. This is the same day, the same day that we had the meeting with the pulled brisket uh, the pulled brisket babka. That was the same day we had the meeting. A lot of people saw that video, so you may be wondering why why we were there in the store that Thursday afternoon. And I want to thank Mr. A. Banda. He'll join us at some point on the air. I want to thank Mr. A. Banda and the people at Pomegranate. They have understood what the Jewish Unity Initiative is. He was extremely, extremely enthusiastic about the Paris one. And when he heard about this, that we're heading to Israel to make this statement, um, he said, just go. Just go, and we will take care of the rest. So a big, big thank you to Abe Banda and everybody at Pomegranate. We head to Israel the week of February 8th to make this statement, to broadcast from there, to do what we've done in the past, but really in enhanced fashion, to not just talk about tourism, but to really be on the spot, speak to the men and women on the street, and uh, and hopefully bring an important message to the heart of every Jew in the diaspora that we've got to keep traveling to Israel. That's the plan. More coming up about that as time goes by right here at JM in the AM. Nine minutes before 9 o'clock. A reminder, nine minutes from now, the OU Jewish Reaction Show on our stream at jmtheam.org. Naftali Herman joins us from the southeast region of the OU, and we get an opportunity to speak to rabbis in Atlanta, in South Carolina, and in Florida, all in the next hour. Make sure to be tuned in jmnam.org and on the NSN app coming up the OU Jewish Reaction Show with that whole roster of interesting guests between 9 and 10 Eastern Time right after JM in the AM.
It's brand new. It's uh, Shalshelis Jr., volume number three. The CD is entitled Thankful. Five minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Coming up, OU Jewish Reaction Show. It's happening between 9 and 10 this morning, right after JM in the AM on jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Here's uh, Yoni Z to wrap things up at JM in the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hub, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. In the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 
Wraps up a Tuesday for us here at JM and the AM. The OU Jewish Reaction Show is next. Naftali Herman joins us from Southeast Florida, and we get to speak to rabbis from Atlanta, Charleston, and Boca. How do you like that? So stay tuned to jmtheam.org and, of course, the NSN app. Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Till the Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.